ads, let's say. There's no exact way to determine ROI because so much of it is the halo effect of brand awareness and so much of it is brand discovery and there's the PR aspect, which is like the sentiment about the brand and what people are saying, what people are thinking and like what people are feeling towards the brand, which is a huge. Hey everyone, this is Kelsey Farrar, aka Son of the Beard Guy here. Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon and e-commerce podcast. Today, Norm is away. He's sick right now. So I am taking the reins from father and we're going to be doing um, podcast with me. So uh, today we're discussing influencer marketing 2024. What's different about uh, the new year and what brands can do? So we're going to be talking about what's working and what's not. What are the best ways people can use influencers and how to start using your first influencer. So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. So like I said, today we're discussing influencer marketing in 2024. Our guest is a social media influencer, award-winning Amazon Live creator and influencer marketing expert. She has generated over multiple seven figures of revenue for Amazon sellers and brands in the past year and has been streaming with the Amazon Live program as an A-list creator. With her community of over a million followers on TikTok, she shares the best Amazon deals and products across seven different platforms. Please welcome Gracie Ryback. But before we get to Gracie, we're going to throw it over to a sponsor. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, Gracie. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. And if um, if you weren't going to mention it, I was going to mention that this is the last podcast of the year. I did say that already. I know, I know. But if you did, oh, okay. I was going to. All right. Well, good to know. Good to know. Hi, Kelsey. Unfortunately, no Norm. Yes, Norm is away today, um, but hopefully he'll be back on Monday for the New Year's episode, which is going to be great. Um, Yeah, we're tuning in and uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun today. We're going to be talking about influencer marketing. So I wanted to kind of start this off with how was your 2023? Did you hit any milestones this year? How was it? What were your thoughts and feelings? Are you leaving it behind or are you, uh, (laughs) yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, So I think that based on year in review and after kind of doing this full time since 2020, I've had to transition from like a, a place of rapid growth to a place of kind of trying to see the longevity of this as maybe like a full-time career, a full-time job and um, something that goes with the seasons and with the times and with the years. So I've been lucky enough to see the changes of the industry, but also kind of have to look at where it goes and how to keep it going. So 
I think that was a lot of what happened this year, especially with the changes on Amazon, the changes on TikTok, and how to pivot to all those changes as well. So I guess to answer that question, in hindsight, um, there is a part of me that definitely supports evergreen content as opposed to time-sensitive deal-related content, or maybe just strictly deal-related content, because obviously deal-related content, you might put the same amount of energy, and you might know what I'm talking about. You might put the same amount of energy into a video, a piece of content, and then it dies in two days. And then you got to do it all over again. And it has no lifespan, basically. So yeah, that's why I think a lot of uh, a mixture is the best way to do it. So you have things that like live on forever, especially with the way that TikTok is focusing on SEO and they're focusing on being kind of like a video search engine. So that and YouTube, um, YouTube ever, always being the the best evergreen platform along with Pinterest. I've mentioned those in the past with um, just kind of more of a passive way to create content and have it live on and then making sure it has good SEO for the time that it will live on. So, Okay, great. And when you mean evergreen in terms of for Amazon sellers, does that mean you're f focusing more on like unboxings and uh, product reviews. Um, what does that mean? So evergreen means basically a video that has no expiration date. For example, if I look up, which I did the other day, I looked up how to eat this fruit. That was like kind of weird. I've never eaten it before. So I, I looked up a video on YouTube, like how to eat this fruit. And it was a video from probably five years ago. And that would be an example of a good evergreen video because you make that video one time and then it lives on forever and it could always be used and it had good SEO, like how to eat this, whatever. So it could be um, a review video, unboxing, anything that's not time sensitive and doesn't have like a, oh, this deal ends by here, this promo code, here it is, but it ends tomorrow. Anything that isn't that would be evergreen. So I could make a video, oh, best pimple patches that I like, and that could live on and still be relevant 10 years from now if I have good SEO and it can be found. So are you actively looking or explaining this to brands when you're doing this? Like if someone comes to you for, they they know you as um, deal cheats, so they, they want deals obviously, but would you try and talk them out of that and kind of move them towards this evergreen content or would you still keep that as an option? Um, I think that's a, a good question because it's not all it's not always best to do one or the other and i know that a lot of the brands that i do work with they do have like a incentivizing promo code or incentivizing deal that it would make sense for me to talk and post about because deals that are time sensitive with a good discount they're obviously going to result in more conversions and more sales just like in the short term but that doesn't mean that a brand should ever just write off or not do evergreen content because I think it's so important to do a mix of both. I would say like ideally, if I were to say like 70% evergreen where it's just like living and, you know, being found organically and then 30% of that like, okay, you know about this product and you've probably seen it before, but here's like an actual deal that we're putting out and you can like grab it if you want it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to touch on what the reasons for the different videos are and maybe the goals of sellers mm -hmm. but you mentioned something about uh the changing of amazon the changing of TikTok. so i kind of want to get into that um 
this is something that I've learned uh, probably the hard way um, doing some content creation mm -hmm. is that it's constantly changing. Um, when you're doing one thing, it seems to be working for maybe two or three months and then all of a sudden it can switch on a dime and you're out of the algorithm or maybe Amazon completely removes a feature that was really working for you. So going into 2024, um, what has been working for you and what were those times where you had to kind of pivot and do something different? Yeah, so I think we have to talk about the introduction of TikTok Shop. I think it was um, around May, June. I don't know when Austin was, but that was, I think, when um, I really had a chance to talk to some people from TikTok shop and like really ask them about what their plans and goals for the future were, what they were working on, what their end goal was. And that was when I really realized how big the plans were to grow this whole TikTok shop platform. So I think that's definitely, especially in the recent months, made a really big impact on a lot of Amazon brands and a lot of Amazon sellers, because I was just kind of framing it as like an extra avenue for sales. Like if you have a product on Amazon, why not put it on TikTok shop? But then people started seeing massive success and they started seeing massive sales. And then they found the process of working with creators and influencers to be so much easier because they didn't have to do all their outreach. They just put their product on there, did a like maybe if anything, did some like matching affiliate work, sent out some free samples. And then suddenly they were getting really great sales and they're definitely taking it seriously as like a fully different platform now. So I think that was a huge change. And again, for anybody who has a product on Amazon and has all those avenues set up, of course, be on TikTok shop, because again, it is in the first, like, I think official launch year of TikTok shop that TikTok is, you know, providing a lot of good discounts, free shipping, um, and then taking those losses on their end, not the seller or brand's end, therefore making it really, really affordable and very, like, very good to try out TikTok shop because the trust factor might not be there, but they're also on that end, treating creators really, really well and providing a really good commission rate, I guess, upwards of like 20 to 30%, not everything, but like it can be upwards of 20 to 30%. And the free sample process is easy. And um, they're giving a lot of incentives for both live streaming on TikTok and just creating those shoppable TikTok videos. So I'm excited to see that. Um, I, I think TikTok just sells so well just based on the authenticity of it i know i'm a victim to that i just i'm like no more buying but like i i absolutely will be buying um yeah so i think that was a huge change okay great yeah being in canada that was one thing that was not the greatest for me um and although it was i think very positive for the us creators that actually i feel like hurt me because creators or um, sellers would reach out to me mm. specifically asking for tiktok shop videos mm -hmm. and i had to explain that i was in canada and i didn't have access to those features yet so that was one thing where i had to kind of pivot and uh even just trying to see a tiktok shop video i haven't seen a TikTok shop video from TikTok yet because I just don't get those videos, which, uh, yeah. Really? So, I wow, I know on like old TikTok. <laughs> I, I feel old. Served ads. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
for TikTok shop, I know that's like one of the hottest topics right now. Um, we get this question all the time about if we can have a podcast about TikTok shop. Um, yes. Yeah. All the time. So um, have you done any TikTok shops? Is that something for the new year or um, have I you been have, dabbling in it? So on the creator side, I have. Um, am I a TikTok shop seller? Do I have a product? No. Maybe one day, maybe working on it. Not as of right now. But I absolutely have uh, dabbled into the creator side of just like getting products, getting samples, creating content about it, posting, and then um, the tagging process. It's all very seamless, especially if you're familiar with TikTok. And um, it's it's really, really, really good. Because again, just compared to the options that affiliates and influencers and creators have right now, they're is so much more value in the higher commission rates there really is especially if you're just working off like an affiliate basis like you're not ha having the brand pay you any specific amount of money to talk about the product you're just and that also makes it more organic and more real and authentic because you're you're more willing to be like i'm just going to create a bunch of content and i'm just going to become like a product tester and i'm just going to actually see if it works and if a product doesn't work for me like that's okay because I'm just honestly testing products and giving you my opinion. And that's like the whole background, I think, of TikTok shop and why it works so well. Because instead of like a brand saying, okay, you have to say all these amazing things and read this brief and mention these talking points and you have to sell a lot, there's no massive pressure on the creator. It's like, it's okay. Like the brand isn't, the brand is simply paying by sales. So that's a really nice part of it. Um, and of course, I think if we didn't know, like TikTok is pushing out TikTok shop videos like heavy. So I think there is a part where the brand can also push out videos that feature their product. And that might be on the brand's time, unsure of that. But I know TikTok themselves is obviously promoting the program. So they're going to be pushing out TikTok shop linked videos. They have tasks for creators to accomplish, giving us a sense of accomplishment. I have that. And um, they give us like goals. And if you reach this amount of GMV, which is like sold revenue, then you get bonuses during certain campaigns. And it's just really incentivizing to like be promoting TikTok shop right now. Yeah, that's really cool. So um, I think I've seen a video where some like fitness creators mm -hmm. um, specifically i think they're talking about like protein powders or something but um these big these larger um protein brands mm -hmm. um were saying that now that there's the option for tiktok shop mm -hmm. they're actually going to start deciding on influencers and finding creators that might have you know a small base right now but if they're able to move their product um they're keeping track of the tiktok shop or the TikTok creators and seeing who those winners are and losers, I guess. Um, and it's going to be a way for these smaller creators, if they have this loyal fan base, mm -hmm. to actually become branded and sponsored by these brands in the future. So I really think it's a good opportunity, like you said, that it's going to create more of an organic way of um, promoting the products without... Um, you know, having to name the three benefits of the product every time. So um, there's also one more thing I forgot to mention. So I do believe that whatever you do on TikTok shop, even if you're just casually browsing, because um, they TikTok will start showing you whatever you're interested in on TikTok shop 
repeated ads of it. There's this product right now. It's like a little air freshener for your car. It's like a little jar. It's super cute. Anyway, somebody said it smelled like this perfume I like. So I was just looking at it, just casually looking. I didn't end up buying it. But after I looked at that product, I cannot stop getting videos about it in my feed. And they're like, I know you thought about this product once. So we're going to annoy you about it until you buy it type algorithm change. Okay. Interesting. So how many TikTok shop videos would you say you, like if you're scrolling 10 times, how many of those videos are TikTok shop videos? At this point, I just associate them with, with like part of my feed. I, I would say like 20, 30%. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like it's, it's a good mm -hmm. amount. It's not like, oh, every once in a while you get one, but here's the thing. They come across organically. So it's not like, oh, it's not as like glaring as like, oh, an ad. It's not that bad. It's like, oh, it's just another person with a video, but they just happen to have a product tagged in it if I want to get it. And so it's not that bad, but it's a good percentage. Okay. So what would you say are the biggest drivers for TikTok shop to be so big in this industry right now? I just think they they understood that they were a huge driver in bringing traffic to other sites, Amazon namely being the biggest one of them. Um, and for a, a, a while back, they actually tried really hard to like get rid of the ability to even leave the app on TikTok. Like they would do all these like weird things where they would like block links and like take away the ability to like even open links on the app. But I think that was a test process for a TikTok shop because the whole goal, the driving goal is to keep users on TikTok. They don't want people to leave to buy something. They're like, okay, we, you want to buy something, just do it here and just keep scrolling so we get more of your attention. That's, that's yeah. That. And yeah. I know if, if anyone has been attending any live events, um, you'd probably notice a TikTok shop tent kind of pop up. Um, there is huge, huge um, push for uh, TikTok to reach out to these Amazon sellers. I think they really narrowed down that Amazon sellers are going to be yeah. the way to use uh, to get TikTok shop big. Mm -hmm. um, so they're out there. They're constantly giving incentives um, to different sellers and to the creators too, which is, I think, the best part of it because it actually incentivizes the creators who are the ones running TikTok TikTok to actually get out there and make the content for them. Um, I know there's other platforms. I forget the name of it. Flip, I think. Yeah. Which is kind of trying to be a competitor. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Flip? Somebody asked me that recently and, and I got the chance to try it out. Um, my honest thoughts. Yeah. I think so. The reason TikTok shop works so well is because obviously you go on TikTok, not because you have the mindset of like, let me go watch some ads. Like that's not anyone's goal, especially when you're going there for entertainment. You want to have a laugh. You want to see something cool, learn a fact, whatever. That's the goal of TikTok. And then they organically mesh in the TikTok shop where they find relevant. So I'm not getting served ads randomly that I don't care about, have never thought about. Like I understand they're being purposeful with what they're, what ads they're showing me still TikTok shop, but they're being strategic about it. And it's like, okay, I get enough entertainment. TikTok is still my favorite app. I'm still going to give them most of my scrolling time. And in the ads are meshed in. I think with flip the, they're 
trying to create content that is similar to TikTok shop content where it's like organic product reviews and like it's linked and it's easy to buy and easy to discover new products. But as of right now, from a personal opinion, I feel like Flip is like, okay, I'm not going to go on Flip unless I'm I'm knowing I'm about to go watch a bunch of ads, which at this point, I don't feel like people are willingly wanting to watch ads. Yeah, yeah. I think TikTok you- creators have done a really <laughs> great job of kind of making it more seamless and that it doesn't feel like an ad. There definitely are those. I think that's one thing I've noticed in 2023 is that there's um, the rise of like the UGC creators and like the 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 format. There's a very specific format of UGC creators when they promote a product where it's it, ver- it feels very much like an ad yes. and you can almost like spot them now a lot easier than if it was like 2022, you'd kind of think like, oh, this is just a, a mom talking about a product, but just the formatting is a little different. Yes. So you still get those on TikTok, but I would say 80 to 90%, they're kind of do it more seamlessly. Right. Um, so it is getting down to the halfway mark. Um, we've got something exciting happening. We're doing the Wheel of Kelsey at the end of today's episode. So that means we have a giveaway. So Gracie, how do or what is the prize today? Sure. So I think um, a big question I get is, okay, Gracie, how do I get started with influencer marketing? And what I would love to offer is just about like an hour consultation, just to hear about your brand, learn about it, learn about what your marketing efforts have been so far and what your goals are as a brand, as a seller, whatever. And um, taking that, compiling my knowledge and then giving you back kind of like a personalized marketing plan for the new year to utilize and take advantage of and put some things in actionable steps and get started if you haven't already. All right. Fantastic. So um, if you're new to the podcast, um, all you need to do to enter for this giveaway is write hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Yes, it's my wheel. Um, Mm -hmm. You can take two people in the comment sections and that will get you an extra vote. So just like Rad here has entered, um, write that down and you'll get entered for today's giveaway. Um, And again, if you have any questions at all for us, please let us know. We're going to be answering them at the end of uh, the episode. And uh, we're going to throw it over to a sponsor and we'll be right back after this. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today and now let's get back to the show. All right. So welcome back, everyone. I can see we've got some Wheel of Kelsey's coming in. So yeah, get those in and those questions. All right. So my next question, I really want to try and make this as useful and actionable for sellers um, mm-hmm. looking to reach out to influencers. Maybe they haven't had the best luck. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're approaching it in a different way that's just not working, or maybe they haven't started at all. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of break down what someone, I guess, first off, what are the different things they can ask for and expect? And in that, um, why would they use those mediums? So like for shoppable videos, why would they use a shoppable video? Okay, sure. So 
Well, name the different mediums. So I guess one would be like a video. Right now, I kind of group TikTok video and Instagram reel, Facebook short, Pinterest idea pin. Like you can all pin, like you can all use the same video for all those four different platforms. So I'll group those as like short video. So short video, my thing there is if you're going to work with a creator for a short form video, you can depending on the size of the creator, depending on the individual circumstances, you can obviously say, hey, love your content. Um, here's my brand. Here's a little bit about it. And I'd love to see if this is a good fit, if you're interested in working with us for a partnership. And then you can kind of determine based on where you're at and where they're at, if you can give them a commission share. So like based on your sales, I will offer you 10% commission, 15, 20% commission, whatever is a fair commission share. Um, and then if they're interested and if they think, oh, great product, worth talking about, it fits well with my brand, then you can go from there. The thing to think about there is that obviously if you have no relationship with the creator, there does have to be some sort of um, transparent, clear way to share the results of sales. You can't just say in an email, okay, looks like you generated three sales. Thanks. Here's your 15 bucks. Like it, it's better to share graphs or share data in some way like via screenshots or screen share so they can be confident that you know the the amount of sales that they drove is the actual amount of sales that they're getting paid for so that's important to note um, especially if they are using an attribution link on your end or using um, some sort of tracking link provided by the brand if they're not using an affiliate link then the data can sometimes be different on either end so that's the thing to note there um, and then of course there's also the influencers and creators that require a flat fee same process. You could do a commission share with a flat fee. I'm going to give you a lower flat fee and a commission. So it is somewhat performance-based, or you could just do like flat fee and no commission sometimes as well. So just depends on the creator um, for shoppable videos, but I mean, short videos. But with that in mind, I think it's important at this point to repurpose it wherever you can, because it, it's just simply better for you as the brand. If you're going to have somebody post on TikTok, if they have the platform on, on Instagram and they're willing to post there and it makes sense to do so, why not also share it with that audience? It's going to be a completely different audience base on that. And then also Facebook shorts have a really cool way of getting shown to people as well. So, um, you know, there's that row of videos on your Facebook scrolling where it's like popular reels. So that's like a a way that I found a lot of product review videos as well that I, I don't even follow the creator. So it's just another way of discovery. And then Pinterest and YouTube shorts even. Um, so there's five platforms right there. Pinterest and YouTube shorts are more long form. So it's not like you post it and two weeks later, it's gone. It's still gonna be searchable. It's still gonna be living there for as long as it's there. So, um, you know, keep repurposing in mind and keep SEO keywords in mind for searchability purposes for the long term. That's short videos. So shoppable videos, I think um, a lot of people have started to see the value of shoppable videos and on both sides. I actually see a lot of brands starting to become influencers and do the shoppable videos as well because it's, it's a great way to have some passive income and most of us have at least a couple hundred Amazon products just in our house. So it's a super easy way get approved for the Amazon influencer program, start creating video reviews and just like make some extra money. But that's on the other side of things. So if you're a brand, um, as we all know, you have that row of videos on your listing. And if you don't have videos for your product with your ASIN tag, then Amazon is going to show you your competitors videos. It's going to say videos for related products. And, um, 
you don't want somebody scrolling your listing and being like, oh, I like this other video. It's going to take you to take them to your competitor and they might buy your competitor's product. So it's just it's super, super budget friendly to get those, that video car carousel filled up because Amazon is paying commissions on um, to the creators who create those videos are featured there. And most creators do, doing this have hundreds of videos. So they are making their own income passively through Amazon. Most creators will take a very, very small flat fee or no flat fee at all. All they require is a sample of the product, obviously, to make the content with. So it's just reaching out to a couple creators. Their following count does not matter at all. Um, they could have one follower on every platform. And as long as they're approved for the Amazon Influencer Program and can upload the video to their storefront, tag your ASIN, that's all you need. So really focus on um, conversion in mind because Amazon's also focusing conversion in mind with the placements of the videos. So if you like their video quality, that's all that matters. Following count doesn't matter there. Um, and I would definitely recommend everybody get their carousel filled up because why not? It, it is going to cost very, very, really little budget and it's going to hurt your listing if you don't. So with that in mind, um, I would say if you like the video that they create, this is obviously going to be evergreen. So don't mention any discounts, promo codes, price drops, nothing time sensitive can go into a shoppable video. Um, so everything's evergreen. The thing here is if you like the, the video that the creator made, you can then purchase usage rights. That's going to be a separate price. Typically, it's going to be an additional flat fee typically, but this is a great way to find some UGC for your brand to use elsewhere. Because even though if it's featured on your listing, it doesn't mean it's your video to use or take. So great way to get some UGC out of it. Um, what else did I miss? Live streams. Oh, live streams. Yes. So I think with TikTok shop in the mix, um, TikTok live streams are back and um, TikTok is pushing traffic to those streams, which is helpful. Um, but in the Amazon live stream sense, that is always a great way to get UGC as well. Um, my strategy with, with live streams, no matter what platform it's on, is that live streams, are, lifespans are so short that, you know, you might just get a tiny percentage of people watching the live stream who caught it. And then as soon as it's, it's over, it's no longer prioritized because it's not live. So it's better to do multiple more frequent live streams and maybe have people come on at a the same time every week, maybe three times a week, I don't know, two times a week. And it's better to do that in a shorter amount of time. Like let's say not every live stream is an hour, an hour and a half, um, but maybe 30 minutes, let's say. And that is going to be more effective. Just like the more shows you have, the more effective it'll be, the more people it'll reach. And again, a great way to get UGC. And that is also to be talked about with the creator purchase for an extra flat fee or a different price. And then um, it's just organic because I, I think when I'm talking about like talking over a live stream about a product. I'm not trying to beat a, a timer. I'm not like, let me keep this under 30 seconds. I'm very like normally organically talking about the product, which comes across more honest, more authentic. And people can ask really good questions through live streams as well. Um, some I, I like to think that I'm really good with product knowledge, but still I get stumped sometimes. People are like, what's the warranty for this? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Let me figure that out really quick. So um, sometimes people can ask really good questions over live streams. And if you can catch that and then clip that out, use that elsewhere, it's just extra content. Um, and that is just something that you can get while you're at it. What would make you say no to a product? Mm -hmm. If you've received something, whether it's the email or you see the products, 
um, in person for the first time. What are those things that go in your no pile? Yeah. So I think, first of all, there are some lessons that I've learned across the years where at first thought, I'm like, oh, great. Makes sense. I'll do it. And then in hindsight, you're like, that probably wasn't a good idea. One of those examples being um, a robot vacuum. So most of my audience is here for the deals. They're here for the promo codes. They're here for the lower prices. They're here for the discounts. And I know that that's, that's all I've been doing for the last three years. So when I all of a sudden I'm talking about like a $700 product and not really having any kind of promo code or deal attached to it, it didn't really fit the brand and I could tell. And that's, that's one example. So now at this point, if I'm going to talk about something, I want to make sure that it serves my audience and not, and, and that's a really, really important part about it. So if you're a brand, hopefully you can offer a decent deal, a good deal, an actually good deal to my audience. And, um, there's that part of just setting things up. Of course, I've also had brands who approach kind of um, harshly and they're like, you need to do this long list of things and I'm going to give you a 3% commission because that's what Amazon thinks you should get. Something like that. And um, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's just maybe it doesn't make sense for the amount of work required to what you would get out of it for your time, for your energy, for your expertise, for your creation. So there's that too. And then of course, there's the product quality side. Um, best case scenario, whenever you are working with the content creator, give them a give them a unit of product. I feel like that is definitely one of like the basics. Like you should be offering, that shouldn't be like, oh, in return for your video, I will offer you a product. You should be giving them that opportunity to use your product, test it out, see it in real life and have that opinion before they ever should be talking about it to anybody. So that isn't an incentive. Product is never payment. It's just the baseline of what you should be giving somebody who's going to be talking or vouching for your product anyway. So there's also that if I receive a product and I'm testing it and I'm using it and it's overly complex, even for me, I'm kidding. Um, it's, um, hard to use. It's broken. It's not working as it should. It doesn't do what it's promised or making like overly false claims. Then that's also a reason to not talk about it. Because if you can't come across authentically, if you can't come across honestly, that also can hurt the product and the brand in the long run. There was one live stream. I was friends with the brand and um, they had paid a lot of money for an Amazon sponsorship. And they had a beauty brand, a beauty product, and it the product was being unboxed on the live stream. So clearly it had never been opened or used before. And that's fine. I've done unboxings on live stream before. But then instead of the product being demoed and used and, you know, having any knowledge about it, the creator didn't know how to use it, couldn't figure it out. And then basically just like wrote it off and was like, ah, I don't know. And then just put it off to the side. So I think that obviously hurt more than helped because it just shows the product is complicated. It's hard to use. Maybe it's faulty. Maybe it's not built well. Who knows? And that hurt more than if that just never happened in the first place. Just to add on to that, um, I know when we've done live streams before and doing those unboxings, uh, just the notes to sellers or if you're doing those unboxings for the first time, make sure the product, if it needs batteries, um, that it's charged. 
so you can actually use the product in the video because yeah. there was maybe a time where we didn't have a product charge or didn't realize it needed charging and we went to do the live stream and it just didn't work so keep that in mind so true. Uh, and that's okay. something you learn after you have done it that's like a pro like you've done it you've been there done that yeah. yeah yeah this is some growing growing pains yeah. um all right i just want to let everyone know um we do have our wheel of kelsey giveaway so if you'd like one hour uh consultation with gracie and the influencer marketing plan that she'll put together for you uh write hashtag wheel of kelsey in the comment sections see we're getting some entries for that and if you have questions uh for gracie about influencer marketing let us know in the comment sections. Gracie, for those of you who don't know, she's got over a million followers on TikTok. Um, it's at Deal Cheats. The link is below. So check it out. And you can check her out on Amazon as well. Uh, go follow. But uh, yeah, so I wanted to just quickly show people the, the shoppable videos. I, mm -hmm. I brought up um, a link here just to show people talking about uh this is playing okay so hopefully you can see my screen and... okay it's paused okay there we go sorry it was playing music oh. okay i mean can you hear the music playing I yes 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 okay I can, at least. Right. yeah all right, we're stopping that. Uh, so well, I'm just going to say, this is what we call the upper carousel. So there's like the upper carousel now and the lower carousel. And we only had the lower carousel before. So we have a new development there. Yeah. And um, this is the point that Gracie was making about having that video um, on your listing. Because if this video was not here, um, you would not be able to see all of these videos um, on the side here. So these are the shoppable videos that uh, Gracie was talking about. So I don't know, Gracie, if there's anything else to add um, to this. So this video that you're playing right now is obviously a brand video. Um, obviously very like studio, very professional, very like talking points. But I, if you can click on like one of those related videos down there, this is a great example because let's say like I'm looking for a video like this right here we have the medify air m20 and the brand the this here, brand we have tempered glass you can see a little bit of reflection. just trying to mute it sorry there we go stop talking <laughs> and this brand doesn't have a video that's like honest real person review but the but the uh, the competitor does that would lose the sales of the competitor in, in certain situations so yeah this is a good example yeah, so all of these are Amazon influencers here, and you'll see they can fill it up. I think usually it's five videos in this carousel, in this area here. Maybe in the upper carousel, yeah. Yeah. Lower carousel is 15. 15, yeah. So th those are the shoppable videos that we were discussing, and um, you'll see the it even says the number of videos on the, the listing here. So that's only available if there is that video there. So I just wanted to show what it could actually look like um, to people. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, misconceptions, I wanna get into this. So there's misconceptions about 
content creators and there's misconceptions to sellers um, that I think maybe content creators don't always see. Um, so first off, what are some misconceptions that you think sellers have when they're reaching out to uh, creators like yourself? Mm -hmm. So I think um, there, there sometimes can be more consideration made as to whether this product is a genuinely good fit for the creator. A lot of times the vanity metrics are looked at like, oh, this person has a good following, good engagement, good numbers, let's say, a good big community that is very engaged. And that's great, of course. But does the product make sense with their audience? Have they ever talked about something like this? Have they any, ever talked about something similar? Would their audience want that? And I always am saying that the demographics of the creator's audience should be ideally the same as your customer avatar. So hopefully you're talking to somebody who's interested and willing to check out your product. So I think there should be more consideration done there because a lot of times, and I would say 80% of the outreach emails that I get, the product doesn't make sense. And I think maybe they're like, oh, we love your following. We love the numbers we see here, but they they obviously love their product, of course, and they think everybody would enjoy their product, but there's not um, enough research done about the creator's demographics, which can be done um, through different Instagram creator marketplace, TikTok creator marketplace, all of those are free tools for brands there that can basically say this demographic is 80% female, 30% whatever from the US, from this country, this country, and they're interested in these topics. So this is all information that one, you can ask, but two, you can also totally get as a brand as well. So I think um, good match for whoever you're reaching out to it's, it's important. Um, and, and then of course, if, if that is clear that, you know, I, I looked into your, your content and it makes sense. Let me know if you agree. I think you're going to get a lot more interest and a lot more response. Um, so that's one part. And then of course there has to be budget taken in mind. If you are starting out with an affiliate commission share, totally okay. Most TikTok shop, um, campaigns or partnerships are commission share. So don't think, oh, I need a huge budget. I need more budget for this because performance-based payment is totally okay. And a lot of people do it this way. So with that, just making sure that what you're asking for is fair and what you're paying is fair. Um, of course, we know the Amazon commission percentages, but if you can offer um, maybe double that or a little bit more than that, and just make sure that you know they're getting paid their worth their time, then I think that's important as well. And um, if you are going to do a commission share basis, then I think it's also important to understand that you can't require for most, you can't require, you know, five videos posted on 10 different platforms and 10 live streams an hour each and for a certain guaranteed amount of sales to happen. And that brings me into my third point, which is I think a lot of um, brands and sellers are used to the ad, the, the traditional PPC ads type of ROI. So they're like, I'm going to put in this amount of money. I'm, I need to 5X, 6X it for it to be worth it, for it to make sense and for it to be considered a success, which is so far beyond, I don't think that's right at all. Um, it's a completely different format of marketing. Just like we used to have billboards, just like we used to have radio ads. Well, we still have radio ads. Just like we still, we had like 
print ads, let's say. There's no exact way to determine ROI because so much of it is the halo effect of brand awareness and so much of it is brand discovery and there's the PR aspect, which is like the sentiment about the brand and what people are saying, what people are thinking and like what people are feeling towards the brand, which is a huge part of marketing. Like you can't just like put a PPC PPC ad out there and be like, oh, I need to 6X this or it was for nothing. So a lot of um, products are being discovered that way. And it might not immediately translate to an ad, but now let's say millions of people discovered your brand, know about your brand, have a good feeling towards your brand. And maybe the next time they see it, third, fourth time they see it, they'll make the purchase or they'll buy it as a gift or they'll tell their friend about it. There's like this very silent halo effect going on with influencer marketing that cannot always be calculated to a specific ROI. So don't say like, oh, I didn't get my 6X. It was a failure. It was a flop. That's not true at all. I think also specifically for TikTok videos, um, I don't think a lot of brands realize about sparking ads. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I've like I'm very small compared to uh, Gracie, but the emails that I am receiving from brands, they usually are talking about uh, the TikTok deal videos mm -hmm. that I can do for them. And like you said, it's only for a limited time usually the video only plays within a certain amount of time it can come back sometimes and go viral a couple weeks or months later but mm -hmm. then the, the code doesn't work so it's pointless but no one really talks about the spark ads or if they're interested in reusing the video or using uh, evergreen content for spark ads so mm -hmm. um if, do you want to just kind of explain what spark ads are Sure. So Spark Ads is a way for basically the brand or the seller to use money to boost the ad, boost the video through TikTok or through whatever platform. I think Instagram also offers this as a, it, it'll show up sponsored. So it'll show up like an ad it would, um, but it goes, it's still tied to the creator's original account. So let's say I post the video for a brand. Then I, on my side, I can go to my video, I can toggle the ad authorization settings, which will generate me a Spark Ads code. And then I say to the brand, here's my Spark Ads code. And then they on their end through their brand central, they can then put money behind the video, it'll boost or promote the video, it'll show up as an ad, but that'll basically give the brand an extra opportunity to pay for more reach. But here's the caveat. I, I would say for the brands, make sure that the piece of content organically is already converting. Don't just do this for any video because if it's not performing organically as it is, it's probably not going to work that well when you start to promote it. So make sure it's a good video within itself. Then of course, if it's already doing well and it's just kind of losing momentum because of the algorithm, because of time, go in there, boost it, get more eyes on it. And that works really, really, really well, obviously, because you can um, target people once you're doing this. Target audiences that you know will be interested in it. But yeah, it's definitely a good opportunity, especially if the brand has the budget to do so. It doesn't take too much budget, but it's a great opportunity that a lot of brands are missing out on. Yeah, and there's an option for the creator to have it on their video or just use it for the brand's sake. So I yeah. know some creators wouldn't want to have a certain kind of video show up on their on their feed mm -hmm. um, and they're kind of picky about the content that they share to their audience. Mm -hmm. So this is a way that 
an ad or a, a, a brand can take a video that they're wanting to share from a creator, maybe explaining some features or benefits mm -hmm. and share it directly to the brand's audience or whatever audience they select instead of forcing it onto the creator. Right, right. Okay, great. So um, yeah, in the comments, uh, let us know if you've ever used any sort of TikTok Spark ad or if you have any questions about um, the ways you can use these videos. Um, we do have some questions from Rad here, so we can go through those. Uh, Rad says, we pay our affiliates for the contribution uh, to the success of the TikTok shop. Um, what about influencers? Good question. I mean, Kelsey, would you say that they are one and the same a little bit? Would you say? Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I... I kind of use the term affiliate and influencer and creator interchangeably. I, I know I use them all, but I would I would refer to them as like one and the same. I think affiliates um, maybe more so work on affiliate basis, meaning they're not getting that flat fee. Maybe they're only getting that affiliate commission. Um, but I think maybe the question might be asking like, instead of somebody organically just like picking up the, the product through TikTok shop, like what about people that we are actively outreaching to? Maybe. Right. Um, so it depends the budget of like how much commission you can offer. And it always goes back to how large the influencer is and what you are able to offer. So if you can do, hey, here's the product, of course. And then we're also going to double the commission that we are offering on Amazon. And then it's 10%, 15%, 20%. Um, there's that. And a lot of different creators, influencers, affiliates will accept that kind of deal. And then if they're on a larger scale, sometimes they might require a flat fee as well. It just kind of depends on the situation. But I, I do see so many more af like affiliate commission based partnerships going on. And if it has a good amount of commission, which I would I would refer to as like 10% or greater, then it works out really well. Because again, that that incentivizes the creator to sell because that's how they're getting paid. So they have the incentive for uh, perform as well. Okay, great. What do you think? Personally, um, I think because I don't have the largest following right now, um, I feel like there's always that that pressure of uh, making commissions. Mm -hmm. And um, the way my videos are, I do several deals in a video. Mm -hmm. And I always feel comfortable, even if it's just a smaller flat fee, Mm -hmm. I like having a flat fee and then whatever commission they want to have, um, okay. I'm okay with just, okay. just for where I'm at. I like um, that. Yeah. yeah. It just feel, it makes me feel a bit more comfortable. Um, you know, I'm still providing a, a brand of video and yeah. they can do UGC content, which they can use that video multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, but I personally like the, the flat fee. Okay. Yeah. Very valid. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, also, what about Lemon Eight? Mm, yeah. What are your thoughts? Have you heard of Lemon Eight? I don't think so. Is that like the platform for? I'm not sure. So it's kind of like TikTok's sister. It is. It is also with by TikTok. Um, so Lemon Eight, I would say, is kind of like if Pinterest and TikTok had a child, and it's um a way to tag products and it's an evergreen type of style. I do believe that it's mainly photos instead of videos. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just um, kind of like a product discovery, Pinteresty type of platform. So I think um, TikTok is definitely, I've, I've seen ads within TikTok for Lemonade and it's a great ad additional platform to use. It reminds me of Pinterest a lot. So if it makes sense, if your product is aesthetic or you can find an influencer who can make a nice aesthetic photo of your product and then sometimes they add like text to the photo and they can add context and like here's my cup and here's what I make my coffee with every day whatever it may be um it's a great additional way to just get some extra content now do I am I familiar with like the performance and like the sales that have come from Lemonade I'm not but if you have the content already why not repurpose it to another platform it's just a new set of eyes a new way to discover the product so use it if you can um but what I have I personally like created content purely for Lemonade? No, but I think it's growing. I think it's a cool platform. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think the last question I have for you is um, for sellers who are looking to reach out to an influencer, um, what are the ways that they can reach out to people? Do you, is there a favorite way that comes across the best when they're reaching out um, or is there does it change with the different tiers of influencers you're working for or working with so the most formal way to start a business proposal or a partnership is through email but i also understand that um email is not always readily available so i'd say like whatever is the most like readily available on this list like go with that so if you have their email email them and definitely like put a subject line. Don't be like no subject um, and say a little bit about your brand, give them the context, link them your product, explain like, Hey, I'd love to know your rates, but also like I'm looking for a commission based or this will be a flat fee. What are your rates? Um, if you can have that kind of conversation and also gauge interest, that's the best way to do it. And then of course, like, you know, sign off with your name. Hey, this is blah, blah, blah. And I am blah, blah, blah of this brand. That's the best, most formal way to do it. And I always say, don't be afraid to follow up because um, I'm sure, Kelsey, you're getting emails. You're getting emails, I'm sure. Your inbox is full. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's filled yeah. to the brim. Oh, right. So are you mad if people follow up and be like, hey, did you get this? Are you I, mad? I've definitely... <laughs> I've forgotten to reply to a brand or two. It happens. And, and maybe, yeah. Yeah. So don't be afraid to follow up once, twice, what, however many times you feel fit. If you're like super passionate about it, feel free to follow up. I've had people follow up like once a week for months on a time. So don't be afraid. But if you want to also DM the creator on the respective platform that you found them on, that also works too. That's not a bad thing. So you could say like, hey, um, you can also um, have that conversation within the DMs or you could say, what's a good email I'd love to reach out about a, a proposal and usually they'll it'll gauge their interest be like okay I want to hear what the brand has to offer and what they want to say so they'll sometimes provide their email um and if you don't have an email or a dm I, I've seen a lot of deals start with a uh, Facebook messenger oh, really? I, don't, I don't say like that's like the best way to do it but if that's all you have it's fine okay yeah interesting mm -hmm. um yeah, so when you're actually finding the influencer, um, usually in their TikTok handles or their Instagram, they'll usually have that email in their bio at some point or just contact info. So use that. Uh, is there any way for people to scope Amazon creators? Easily? It's not the easiest thing, but they can. And um, typically, 
there's not a great discovery platform for storefronts, for Amazon storefronts. So usually the way people find storefronts is like through Instagram, through TikTok, through YouTube. They like will find the individual creator's storefront, but there's not like an easy way to sort through them. Um, a lot of time where you can find like emails or contact information, if it's not in their Instagram or TikTok bio, then um, you can look into the bio section of the Amazon storefront or even the, the bio section of the YouTube channel typically most creators will have their contact information there because they know brands are looking for it, I would say. So it shouldn't be a secret. Okay, yeah. great. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think that's about it. Um, Gracie, how do people find you? How do they contact you if they want to learn more? My email is contact at dealcheats.com if you'd like to reach out. Okay, and check out Gracie on TikTok. It's Deal Cheats. You can find her there as well as on Amazon too. We are going to go to a quick word from a sponsor. So we'll be right back for the Wheel of Kelsey. And uh, yeah, so I'll just drop you down below um, just for a second during this ad read and then we'll be back with the wheel. Okay. All right, it is my time to read a live ad read because Norm hasn't recorded this for two months now. So here we go. It's from Seller Basics. If you've watched the podcast, you know where I'm going with this. All right, here we go. Hey, Amazon sellers, ever faced with account uh, suspensions, ASIN hiccups, or IP headaches? Introducing Seller Basics, your Amazon accounts guardian. With just $99 a month, Seller Basics offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultations from seasoned e-commerce attorneys. There's no long-term contracts and you can cancel with just a month's notice. View your Seller Basics as your Amazon account's health plan. Check it out at sellerbasics.com. So there's a note, Seller Basics isn't an insurer or law firm. Consultations come from independent firms and results can vary. Membership is needed before the events leading to claims. Uh, terms do apply. So. We're going to throw it over to the Wheel of Kelsey, and we'll be back in just a second if I can find the video. All right, here we go. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. It's so... Thank you everyone for entering today's Wheel of Kelsey. I think I got everyone. I apologize if I've missed multitasking today. So I'm gonna <laughs> shuffle these up. If you are the email or the winner, please email me k at lunchwithnorm.com. And it looks like Legendary Studios. Okay. You are today's winner. Congratulations. All right. So again, please email me k at lunchwithnorm.com to receive your prize. Gracie, thank you so much for coming on today. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Lunch with them, lunch with them, lunch with them.